Welcome to the King James Virgin, where each and every week my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I've never heard them before. My name is Nick. My name is Alan. My name is Adam. And I promised this week would be Samuel Part 2 and... We lied! I changed my mind, which I can do. We, did, we didn't... It wasn't so much that we changed our mind. We just realized that we needed to do a bit of a prequel. Yeah. Uh, in order to talk about the tabernacle, mm-hmm. we feel like Nick needed to know more about the, the tabernacle. tabernacle. So Samuel Part 1 is like episode 4. Yes. And we're going back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. We're, I, we're I, doing like... This is like Attack of the Clones. It's I like honestly, in the middle of... Well, and I <laughs> planned to do just like <laughs> one... <laughs> I plan to do like one episode and then come back to Samuel. Yeah. But there might be like three. Sure. It's, it's, it's undetermined. Well, uh, I don't know if I will enjoy it or not, which is obviously the point of this program. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I presume a social experiment to see what, how, how much can we like put weird things in Nick's head and see yeah, yeah. that he sticks with it. I mean, every episode I, you guys have I been presume post- not, you guys have been posting my like pitchfork style ratings on all of these episodes, right? That, 100%. Posted? Okay. 100%. Yeah. Um, there's been no best new music. I do appreciate. Ever. No, uh, I do appreciate the context given because that I, Let's let's take a walk over to Nick's corner real quick. Oh. Uh, you got pillows over here. <laughs> one of the aggravating things about the podcast to me. <laughs> Great. Is, I, I love where this, kind of, this podcast is going already uh, is is simply the context thing or like that. It's so out of order that my <laughs> fucking brain is like, where are we? You know, like story wise i know retrospectively we probably should have gone in order yeah but but we didn't all of those people <laughs> and, uh, fuck you i guess but also all of those people who like like, like yearly would read the bible cover to cover fuck them yes it yes. also seems like had we done that we might have only gotten 14 episodes in for sure you know like and that then, that level of burden to just like slog through right. the thing and then we'd be doing this exact thing over again so we can leave my corner now you know now how i feel i'm glad that we're getting some context yeah. today we're Next. just keeping you from getting alzheimer's like we're stretching stretching your I appreciate brain that. forcing you to like i appreciate reconnect that. synapses because i do use deodorant with aluminum yeah uh, well, and today I, I almost feel like even though it's not a story episode, you might appreciate it more because it's world building. Great. Oh, well, that's kind of Adam's thing, not mine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, there's cubits. I'm in. Yeah. Great. Let's do it. Which is an arm. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Every, every time, time I yeah. forget what a cubit is. Refer back to, I think the, the arc, the no in the arc. Yeah. Is that the first, our first cubit? That's the, I think that's our cubit. There's no sacks of eggs this time. So that's good. Okay. Great. Uh, And the king's foot is not involved. All right. We're just in cubits. Uh, So today we're talking about the tabernacle. And um, Adam, why don't you set up like the, like why the tabernacle came into existence? Like give us a little bit of a, like a recap first. Basically, you know how uh, we covered the children of Israel leaving mm-hmm. um, Egypt. Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they get a little ways into the desert, and God's like, "All right, now that you're out here and you can't go back because mm-hmm. we've burned that bridge, um, we're going. I'm I'm going to basically like add some religion to what we're doing here." <laughs> okay. uh, and yeah, what, it, it, he he frees them, and then he just slowly <laughs> introduces more and more rules. Correct. This is like, I mean, uh, is this the basis for future youth groups? Yeah, <laughs> sort of. I mean, hey, guys, I know you're enjoying playing free Contra right now, but right. we're going to start to introduce a little, little, little Jesus. <laughs> no, I mean, it's basically. So one of the things that happened, I don't know. If, I can't remember if we covered this earlier, but there was there's a we talk about the pillar of fire and the pillar of 
cloud essentially. No. So we did, we did, but just it was a while ago. So one of the things that happened when they left Egypt is God manifested himself essentially as this at night pillar of fire. Mm-hmm. And during the day, a pillar of essentially a cloud that would block the sun so that you would, they would be walking in the shade. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, and Nick, then at night you, be heat, a heat source. Nick, okay. do you remember when they, uh, when Moses parted the red sea? Yes. So when Egypt was like hot on their asses, <laughs> God formed these things to kind of do like smoke screen yeah. between and Egypt and so yeah, the Israelites could like run through the, the and the that's bed. just how he continues to communicate with them or it's not communicate. It's basically just like being ever present. I uh, see. He's a holy dust devil. entity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, he's just there. Yeah. So essentially like God's there a presence. Like he's just an ever present, ever present presence. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really make any sense, but it doesn't matter. Um, and it's he, the Bible. He, None he, of it does. he doesn't particularly communicate to Israelites beyond that. Their, their God is somewhere in the middle of that pillar. Uh-huh. Um, Every time they camp for any length of time, they set up the tabernacle, which is, uh, I'm sure we'll go over the dimensions of it. Oh yeah. But, um, right when they get across the Red Sea, they're like, and now what? Um, (laughs) right. And there's a few things that happen that we will jump back and cover, but but one of them is the 10 commandments, which I know you're, you're aware of. Yeah. So this is after Moses writes down the 10 commandments Mm -hmm. and, like this is to make a home for them okay. and sort of. And basically Moses starts bringing in kind of the vestiges. He brings back the sacrificing mm-hmm. that, uh, that Adam and Eve did mm-hmm. the Cain and Abel sort of that whole situation. He kind of codifies it mm-hmm. and gives like, these are how, how you will basically atone for your sins um, until the Messiah eventually comes, which mm-hmm. is, this is all pointing down to, to Jesus yeah, um, or not depending on sure where you land on the religious spectrum. Um, one of these is that they need to set up a priesthood, which is headed by Aaron, Moses's brother okay. initially. And then apparently it, I didn't realize for some reason it just slipped past me that it is hereditary that hmm. that goes down. I mean, I knew it was all part of the, that same tribe. Levi, Levi. Thank you. The, like all the Levites are the, the priests all come from Levi. They don't, not all Levites are priests, but all the priests are Levites. <laughs> anyway, um, there is a high priest and then there's, I don't know how many priests they're probably is a number, but essentially the tabernacle is set up as literally the place where the presence of God exists completely. Um, which I know I said was in the pillar, but it's, it's kind of a <laughs> manifestation of multiple okay. places. Sure. I mean, I don't, should I go into what the tabernacle is or do we, do you want to just, let's start, let's, let's, let's do a walkthrough. Okay. So let's start at the outside. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. When God tells you to do something, sometimes it's super vague. Yeah. But in some cases it's, it, it should be more vague. Okay. And uh, yeah. this is one of those cases because he, he goes through like, he goes through how many cubits wide and tall and how many pillars and what the little rings should be made out of. And like these poles should be this kind of wood, but you better gold coat them. Well, and, and you were kidding about the thread count too. Ten of them. Like the fabrics need to be this. And also consider this is a group of people who are wandering through the desert. Right. I don't know where they're getting these resources to specify to spec. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently they, they were instructed by God, of course, cause yep. it wasn't looting, uh, <laughs> to take some like treasure from Egypt. I see. Oh, I do remember that. Cause like people were basically like throwing stuff at them. Just like their neighbors were heavy air quotes, <laughs> giving them stuff as they uh-huh. left. Yeah. Sure. It definitely wasn't like, <laughs> Looting. Uh-huh. So it's funny. Like it probably was looting. In my mind, it was uh, buying off. Like essentially, like, hey, would you put in a good word with your your God because uh-huh. they ju- he just killed my firstborn son, um, and you know I don't want him to keep killing people. So here, take my really nice cloth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and hopefully, 
that'll be enough to to like I, I just like I just owned a falafel stand. I, I don't know why the hell I'm you know why the hell like your God and Pharaoh's argument somehow affected me. Yeah. Anyway, um, if it was up to me. I'd be like, hey, buddy, bring that falafel stand on the road with us. Exactly. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, so yeah, I'm hungry now. Yeah. Why do we do this when we're always? It doesn't matter. Uh, so essentially, there is this outer wall of cloth which. Alan's going to give dimensions because I can't remember. It is 100 cubits by 50 cubits. Fascinating. Uh, there are 20 pillars along each side and then 10 pillars on the sun, on the front and back, which makes sense if it's, you know, halved. Yeah. Halved. Yeah. Um, and they specify made of fine woven linen mm-hmm. and the 20 sockets. I'm assuming that's like how the pillars attached to the linen shall be bronze. But then the hooks on the pillars, their bands shall be silver. I'm telling you, it's like, yeah, yeah. they really go into wow. it. Uh, the gate is 15 cubits at the front. Uh, okay. And so to be clear, mm-hmm. this is a permanent, semi-permanent movable structure. Movable. Okay. It, would, it would be torn because down and reset up every time they moved. Yeah. Yeah. They moved yeah. along. Okay. Do you know when you, um, like, uh, wait in line uh, how we used to uh, as teenagers um, at the movie theater and they'd have like those long um, uh, rows of the, the pillars with the snappy yeah, yeah, seatbelts yeah. between yeah. them. Stanchions. Yeah. Imagine it's that in a giant, uh, you know, two by one. But like, sure. but like yeah, 12 yeah. feet tall. I like the idea that both uh, the idea of a full movie theater is well, one terrifying yep. uh, two impossible now yep. uh, three like nostalgic. Like remember when people went to the movie theater? Oh. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I miss it, but that's, you know, if only I could wait in a line again, but also don't mm. you feel like when I went to movies semi recently, uh, it's, it's been a while for me, even pre right. this pandemic chillings, but, uh, Do it to you. I feel like recently, you know, you buy your tickets on Fandango or whatever mm-hmm. online and then you like show up, check in and walk in. Yeah. But as a teen, I distinctly remember waiting in at least a line of 10 people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sneaking or like every up time to the front of the box office Absolutely. in the mall. Yep. Cause the movie theater is in the mall. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Hence my nostalgia. Sure. I don't, I don't miss that part. I do like the, just like walking up. And I, I also love that a lot of theaters are moving towards the science seating so much better. I know, but there was some like buildup of anticipation, like waiting in no, line. No, no. See, like, you say that. Oh my God. The problem was, is I would, you go get popcorn. You pee. We'll meet here. The yeah. problem was, is in college, I was the person who would get there like a half hour, 45 minutes early because I wanted to get seats. And then every single person that was coming to this, and it was always like a group of 20 would be like, Hey, I'm going to come in like right at the end. Can you save seats? And it'd be me with like, every article just, of clothing that I could yeah, yeah. take off, like you're stretched naked over in the middle row and like, and getting yeah. just like fighting off all these people <laughs> who want to encroach on the seats. Rightfully so. And so like, I fuck those people. I guess you shouldn't I'm, have been so popular. I don't think I was. Oh. I think it was just like the More guy punctual. who was there. Oh, well you were the guy that would get the seats. Yeah. Yeah. And, cool. And but we're was, all going to go to dinner. You go to the, <laughs> no, and it was like, it'd be like, I would be leaving 45 minutes before they would, because I was like, I want to actually not sit on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. And none of you are going to be right. So you are also a stickler about uh, theater uh, seating placement. 100%. Yes. If I can't be dead center, what's the fucking point? <laughs> anyway, um, all of this is uh, has nothing to do with, with a tabernacle. There's one entrance uh, inside. There is it's uh, the courtyard. I'm sorry. Uh, and there is then a smaller tent about two thirds of the way down, which mm-hmm. I think it actually does say the exact measurements of where the this tent should be placed. Oh, let me bring it up. I have diagrams. Do you want me to keep talking while you're looking it up? The really small. Okay. Let's see. 
So you enter the gate. Uh, first, you have the altar of burnt offering. Yep, which is where all of the people would come in and do their burnt offering. We're uh-huh. still open air. Yes, this is all open air. Like, it's open top, I should say. Sides are... So there's, yeah, like... Stanchions. Cloth walls and... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, taller than stanchions. Like, stanchions give the impression that it's only, like, waist high. This is, like, you couldn't see you can't inside see. from the outside. Sure. Right. Uh, so let's see. It is... Uh, are we in feet? Is this one in cubits? Yeah. We're 27 <laughs> and a half cubits uh, to the burnt offering. And then we're an additional, looks roughly about the same to the laver. That's where you pee. No, it's the hand washing thing, right? Right. Ooh, don't want to pee there. <laughs> if no one's looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're going to see it in the sand. So yeah, it's true. But yeah, it's like a, like where the, the priests would go to wash their hands okay. before going Got into it. the holy place. Mm-hmm. Which that's so the tent is broken up into two places, the holy place and then the most holy place. And this is we're talking about this because this is the setting for that first part of Samuel, right? So basically when once Israel or Israelites moved in and settled permanently, they then physically built the tabernacle, not as cloth tents, but as a physical building. I see. And then continued on. So like uh, notoriously, like the te- the temple of Solomon, like Solomon built this like insanely nice temple. I mean, it was a, it was a massive cultural touchstone. So like, right. well, when the Israelites like stopped moving around, moving this tent structure, it, it had been there for 369 years when we started the story of Samuel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's still a tent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to show Nick a quick picture just so he has like a little bit in his mind. Totally. Um, so it's not totally crazy. Oh, okay. Yep. So okay. like it's, it's got tent walls yeah, and then sure. there's like some altars and yep. shit. So we have the inner sanctum. So yeah, you basically have the courtyard and then you have this set, this second tent that's about two thirds of the way back. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, like Alan said, you like, you run into the altar of burnt sacrifice. You then have the hand washing station essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond behind that, about two thirds of the way back is this bigger tent and it takes off. What are the cubits on what that tent takes up? Does it, do you know? So that, uh, that tent, the outer tent, uh, is well, okay. Not the wall, the tent Yeah, is, it looks like a nine cubits by 30 cubits. Okay. Oh, so that's bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. But considering it's, you know, nine by 30 inside 50 by a hundred, it's right. It's, it's we, we, yeah. And this, this is the like, not everybody can walk into this. So one. yeah, only the priests can go into the holy place. Okay. And so it's again, uh, that's why it's a full You gotta tent. wash your hands first. You gotta yeah. wash your hands. It's good practice. You actually also have to be washed spiritually as well. Okay. So like part of the reason that the priest are the only ones that's allowed into is they ritually, ritual, ritualistically daily go through a cleansing ritual to make themselves not only like physically clean, but also like spiritually clean. Yeah. That's what and we I, have I, Dr. Bronner's for now. Correct. I'm just going to uh, go ahead and, and just let people know, like people who are listening to this thinking that I'm going to be like the, like fill in every detail <laughs> and, you know, like historical context and stuff. I, I just can't with this one. <laughs> there are so many numbers and like, goat's hair and brass covered whatever wood like yeah to, to do anything else it was just how, how much, much room does like this description take up in the bible like, like four full chapters wow of, like dimensions yeah i mean and like, then they do it again a little later and one of them is like insanely more detailed than the other if i remember like one's like a refresher of of the like hard right. rules yeah um, but but like 
I got caught up in like making sure I had the materials and the items and the dimensions, yeah, yeah. but all the stuff about like the priests having to cleanse themselves spiritually and stuff. I just, I just yeah. don't have the brain capacity for that <laughs> well, right and now. And that's the thing that I'm interested in. Like Alan's going to be interested in like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. fine details of the like construction of things. And right. I'm going to be like, what's the story? What's the myth? Of course. I mean, you don't care that it's a covering of ram skins dyed red. <laughs> and on top of that, a covering of badger skins. I do. Hmm. Okay. But because of the story, like, okay. Like I don't, right. It's more that like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out because a, I don't believe that, that there was a deity giving these directions. No. So somebody, controversial. right. <laughs> but so, that means somebody went, how do I make this sound like it's coming from an insane God or otherworldly? I was like, I'll take ram skins. And then they have to put badger skins. So on do you top remember that. when, well, you, that was the big badger lobby. 100% big yeah. badger was in. Do you remember when you were writing, uh, like a book report or like an essay in high school and mm-hmm. like, um, it was a teacher that actually didn't demand you handwrite it. Cause that was a thing when we were in high school, sure, um, yeah. but you, it, they would specify like, okay. Um, it had to be seven pages, yeah. yep. but they didn't specify other things. And so you would make that shit margins double spaced. <laughs> Absolutely. Inch point five right. margins. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Uh, maybe bump cur- up one courier new font sure. or, or like typewriter. Cause yeah. it was real wide, a, a nice big, uh, header with your name on it yep. on all pages and a nice big footer with page numbers. Yeah. So you're doing yep. all these things to like justify 13 point font, maybe <laughs> seven <laughs> pages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This to me feels like they had a, they had a bunch of dudes make a nice temple, but then they had to like justify it or like, like oh, that's an interesting cost overruns or something. And so they went back and, and got way too detailed in the Bible talking about it to make it sound more like holy and important than it was. <laughs> it's really interesting. Cause like also uh, again, this was written like 2000 years later. It's than like justifying it a was. business expense on your taxes. Like, yes. I mean, I do use it for the business. Now we, right. s- <laughs> we spent $700 on sushi, but it was a business meeting. Right. Yeah. Right. We're, we're making, it was a sales meeting. We talked over 60% of the time about business. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, he was my business partner and therefore right. anytime we talk, pretty much it's a business meeting. Yes, for sure. That's what this feels like to me. It feels like totally added later to justify it. That's, <laughs> that is a reasonable, that's a very reasonable. I, it's funny cause I, I'm still stuck in this idea that I still, but like there's parts of this, this story that in my brain are still literal. I just like swap out that Moses was talking to God, that it's just a, like a <laughs> megalomaniacal leader going like build this fucking structure yeah, yeah. and here's some crazy dimensions to make it seem legit. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing to me. Like all of those details to me just add a validity of deification, like that there is an otherworldly non-human force pushing these things because it's, it's like a sign of religious fervor or loyalty or something. <laughs> or cause if, if a human did it, it would just mean they were like an OCD asshole, <laughs> but not even OCD because like a lot of this stuff is just strange. Maybe he really hated badgers. Maybe. And loved because there are, <laughs> let me tell you so many cherubim. And again, if they had really into if they had the de- weird ass, yeah, if they had things. depicted cherubim correctly when I was a child, this would have been far more interesting. Sure, because even terrifying. in all the it looked like like a Lovecraftian like totally weird <laughs> fucking temple. They also specify uh, at points that it's like purple, indigo, and scarlet woven thread. All like three they, of like, them specify the colors. Yeah, oh. uh, and then it's covered in like gold cherubim, like just fucking everywhere. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And remember, cherubim aren't cute little baby angels. Right. No. Yeah. no, they are. They are four headed, six winged, hooved, hooved, crazy Brass looking motherfuckers. Hooves, yeah. Um, but anyway. like, but I was gonna say, did you guys see Airheads? The Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi. Of course, absolutely. On, okay. All the time on Comedy Central. You know how at near the end when they're trying to figure out how they're gonna get out of this, and so they start like demanding weird shit from the police because that way they can plead insanity. So it's like mm-hmm. you know a football helmet full of cottage cheese and shit like that, mm-hmm. like. That's what it feels a little bit like this. Like if we, if they just like add weird shit in here, then we can say, well, God said we need to do it. If it was just like a tent, mm-hmm. this is just a normal white tent. Yeah. <laughs> Something would look beer. Anyway, you it doesn't, you can't pluralize the Lone Rangers, but at the <laughs> same time, I'm also like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I, I'm also like, uh, always looking for the like nefarious angle. Like yeah. who's, and I'm I'm having a hard time figuring out like who's the I mean that's why I said like the jokey like the big badger was behind it like who who is the person that had something to gain from Aaron Aaron, Aaron and okay. Moses no it's a, it's purely a control thing because if you look at it from like this is a, a people who have for several generations at least have been subjugated as sure. slaves and then moved out the, there's indications that that the leadership and like we assume Moses and Aaron basically applied a whole new set of weird dogma yeah that would basically replace the vacuum the power vacuum that that removing Egypt yeah I mean I, that's and that you was still need to like of, test their loyalty yeah, as, Nick I know this is gonna come as a shock um, but this is just a lone example of the religious leadership trying to control the masses well I never I know <laughs> also though can you imagine these people have just come from Egypt they yeah. have like dog gods. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like alligator snakes and just the coolest religion ever. Yeah. And then Moses, I mean, the cherubim. Moses is talking about like thread count. But I mean, he did put some weird ass cherubim on that. I guess. But <laughs> and you got like, I mean, you're in the desert. You got fire snakes to deal with. True. I, I guess it's like, uh, you know, like your head, you just left Disneyland with your parents on a vacation and you're in the station wagon and your mom's trying to make like cheese its and <laughs> string cheese sound like this incredible thing. I like guess Moses yeah. in the desert. Yeah. What's he got to work with? Yeah, sure. Like, hey, everybody, let's, let's play the, uh, the, uh, license plate game. It's like, Oh God, I guess there's like, a lot of badgers. Can... Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So inner sanctum. So inside the holy place, <laughs> mm-hmm. there is, um, a table of bread called showbread. Yeah, I didn't look that up. I should have. Show. S-H-O-W? E-W. Okay, got it. Hold on, let me click but, on. But pronounced me. show. Mm-hmm. I always thought it like, it was like, hey, look at this bread. It's our showbread. <laughs> uh, and, okay, so this is limited. This space is limited to the priests. The priests. And how many people are we talking? I don't know. Not that many. Okay. Um, I mean, it can't. it's not that big of a space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, and basically, they the priests who will go into their inside, there's also a menorah. And I think one other thing, but I can't remember what the other thing is. Oh, incense. There's an incense okay. thing in there. And essentially they would go in and. Did you say menorah? Sorry, yeah, I wasn't paying correct. attention. I'm reading the Wikipedia article on showbread. Apparently a more accurate translation is presence bread. Because oh. it was bread always meant to be in the presence of God. Some holy bread. I like it. Hmm. It's kind of weird. Uh, God isn't going to eat it. That's This is like some cookie shit for Santa. 12 loaves baked from fine flour arranged in two rows slash piles on a table standing before God. Two rows. Piles each, and rows are very different. Things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> each like, loaf was how sloppy. <laughs> yeah. Each loaf was to contain two omers of flour. We got oh, a there we new go. unit of measure. Uh, approximately 4.9 pounds. Whoa. Wait, each loaf was 4.9 pounds. <laughs> 
Okay, and I'm starting to be. <laughs> this impressed. is a fucking huge pile of no. Okay, no, the the rose the rose right. slash pile makes more sense. Yeah, now. totally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, takes four men to load. <laughs> the biblical regulations specify that cups of frankincense were to be placed upon the rows of cakes and Wait, some cakes now. Some cakes slash loaves. Okay. Uh, this is so confusing. Oh, they're left for a week. And then they're replaced with new ones on the Sabbath. So there's always fresh loaves. Just in case the big guy gets hungry. Yeah. Gets a little peckish. Yeah. The Jewish priests were allowed to eat the cakes that have been oh, removed. Well, That's right. there we go. So long as they ate them in the holy place. Uh, that You totally know that that was Don't look not, at me. That was not a rule oh my for God. Like the first seven, like seven or eight generations. And then one guy was like, we this, can eat it while we're in here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This reminds me of like working at Starbucks, like someone would order something and then not eat it. And you'd be like doing dishes and just like eat bits of people's food. Mm. As long as you're in the back and yeah. no one knew it was yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, in that space, essentially the priesthood would take symbolically take the, the prayers and, um, what's what I'm looking for when you're asking for forgiveness petitions, petitions. Yeah. Um, from the courtyard that the, the little, the lay people would be, giving mm-hmm. and then they would they would kind of symbolically move them in, into the holy place um to present to god yeah who was in the most holy place which there was a a semi-transparent translucent hold on before we get to the most holy place okay you need to know that the table was acacia wood oh acacia acacia yeah okay. yeah it's uh two cubits in length and a cubit in width and a cubit and half cubit and a half in height you shall overlay it with pure gold and make a molding of gold all around. You shall make a frame Jeez. of a hand breadth all around. You shall make a gold molding for the frame all around. So it's got like molding on molding, molding on, on molding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like my dad built it. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> and you shall make for it four rings of gold and put the rings on the four corners that are at its four legs. The rings shall be close to the frame as holders for the poles to bear the table. Yep. You shall make the poles out of, what did you say? Acacia. Acacia wood uh, and overlay them with gold. You shall make its dishes, its pans, its pitchers, and its bowls for pouring. You shall make them of pure gold. And you shall set the showbread on the table before me always. <laughs> Again, just to clarify, they have to pack this shit up and carry it around with them all the yeah. time. Great. Yes. And th- thus, the, thus the rings with the, the poles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, so, the Levites have to carry this stuff. Right. So they can't use like oxen. Oh, I see. This stuff has to be carried uh, right. by priests. Which will come up. We'll, some of this will be addressed in the okay. uh, this, the rest of the Samuel episode. And I'm not going to get too far in the lampstand, the menorah, because it's like, it's insane. So it's hammered. The six, it talks about like, you know, three branches out of each side. Like right. pretty, we've seen what that looks like. But three bowls shall be made like almond blossoms on one branch with ornamental knob and a flower. And three bowls made like, oh, just repeating itself. Uh... But it's got like all it's got like leaves of gold and blossoms and it's intense. It's too much. It's <laughs> so too much. There is at the back of this a semi-transparent, semi-translucent uh, veil mm-hmm. and woven of blue, purple and scarlet thread. Mm-hmm. There's that. And behind that mm-hmm. is the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. The Ark of the Covenant. And in between like the, the angels is where the like literal presence of God is. Okay. And the only person allowed into there is the high priest. Okay. And so the, the priesthood. That's one person. Correct. Yeah. One and only person. on like special occasions. Right. I think it's like literally 
like once or twice a year. Right. And they, they just don't go in that room mm-hmm. except when they have to like break it down. So I'm a little confused. Well, about no, that. And that's okay. So God, the presence of like, I remember this, the presence of God leaves. Oh, right. And they break it down. Oh. They put like, they move, they put it all back up. Do they do it, like a five minutes, right. five minute warning. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or is it God leaving that tells them, Oh, sure. Nope, I, guess, I guess we're moving. I guess we're leaving. <laughs> right. Shit. I just got, oh. all right. <laughs> It's like, I finally got the camp spot, this camp spot across from the falafel stand. We like begged that guy to come with us. I just put out the new show bread. <laughs> yeah. Now it's going to get all dusty. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So basically I think once or twice a year, the idea is that, so like the, the priests would come in daily and like do their thing with the incense and all this and bring the, whatever supplications came in. Mm-hmm. But then once a year they'd have like the day of atonement where they just like go through tons, like the whole, everybody would just go through. Um, like this was when Hannah, uh, was asking for kids was uh, one of these yeah, things yeah, where yeah. everybody's right, right. like there. And yep. so they it's at, open house. Right. <laughs> but at that point there, it would kind of culminate with the high priest taking those like symbolically taking those prayers and moving them in, into the presence of God going, mm-hmm. here you go. Your problems now. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine on a day like that with the burnt offerings outside? Oh, it just, it would either smell terrible or like barbecue both just at the same time, but also you've got like incense, like massive amounts of I mean, incense like going a, as well. Like there's like a be, quarter million people. If they're all like sacrificing things on one day, yeah, they're just cranking them. But yeah. you're also, but you're also like you're you're smelling charred meat, but you're also smelling like blood. You're smelling like blood, lots know, like, of blood because they drain the blood, right? So there's like there's got to be like it would be an assault on your senses. Yeah. As a side note, uh, while I was reading uh, mostly Wikipedia for this, um, I had to click on one thing. And it was because they were talking about like weird things they use the tabernacle for. And one thing was mostly sex dungeons. In the, in the, of course, the this is sex related. Oh, uh, fuck. If a husband accused his wife of being adulterous, um, they made this thing of like a glory hole. No, of, hol- <laughs> of holy water and sand from the temple. Yeah. And made her drink it. And it was supposed to make and if like, she floats. She's a witch. No, it was supposed to make if she was guilty. If she was not guilty, God wouldn't do anything with it. <laughs> if she was guilty, it would give her an upset stomach and make her leg explode. And at the same time, hold, hold, hold on, <laughs> the person <laughs> and by leg, a lot of people think like uterus womb. But and at the same time, the man she was philandering with would just die somewhere. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, this is rad. Yeah. Did not. That was not shared with us as yeah. kids. That's fine. Well, that's so funny because that's one of those like weird witchcraft I things. Know. That's like, wait a minute. I you that's, do believe in some way. Like, that's, <laughs> that's not really like we don't talk about all that stuff in Christianity. Right. Because there's do another that. thing where if you have like, um, do you remember what we talked about leprosy? No, we just excommunicate you quietly and you never. And how it wasn't actually probably leprosy. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. Any skin condition or yeah. like something wrong with your house. Um, <laughs> Philandering so, was just anytime you do anything. Well, so th- with that, with that, with the leprosy thing, um, to be cured for that, uh, you weren't allowed inside the temple or inside the courtyard right. because you were unclean. Mm-hmm. And so you would have to do all these things where you like shave your head and then like make an offering and like wait seven days and then shave your whole body again. And then because you had to make a sacrifice, but also weren't allowed inside to make the sacrifice, the priest would make the sacrifice for you and you'd stick your little wounded through the, the front gate and they would like dab blood from the sacrifice on it. So you'd stick all like your, your Nub. sores like Whoa. just through the tent and they'd like dab blood on it. Jeez. I'm probably not doing this correctly, but I'm also, it's still like, Whoa, I'm also yeah. so weird. I'm sticking all my warts through mm-hmm. the temple. Wall. I don't remember 
how this really we forgot somewhere in here is the scapegoat and I've completely forgot all about it. I don't know if that's it's a part of these rituals, though. It is. And I but I was I was just really reading about the like the actual physical building. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Any of the rituals. So I, I'm going to do it quick mm-hmm. because it's it is applicable and it's a word we still use. Yeah. Um. So scapegoat literally comes from the, this idea. And I don't remember exactly where it falls, but I think it's during that like that that big day of atonement where they like would do the where the entire children of Israel would go through. The idea is that they've been doing sacrifices all day, but they take one goat and they transfer all of the sins of the entire group to this goat and then essentially abandon it in the desert. Oh, like that's the, but I don't remember the the problem is like, I don't remember. I don't know how to connect that to exactly how it is. Uh I know that they transfer all of the sins to it and then they just like abandon it in the desert. And the idea is like it wanders away and dies. Sure. Um, because Jesus is multiple is referred to both as the scapegoat and both as the, the lamb that's, that's Uh sacrificed in multiple, in different ways. And the idea being like, we're, we're, we're symbolically saying everything we've done wrong is on this one individual goat. And we are despite their pristine innocence. Right. Yeah. And the idea, the idea being that it's a little bit like that, that uh, there's that idea floated in the, like, I think it's the seventies where it was an idea for the nuclear launch codes. They were trying to deter people from like going nuclear, uh, the president from going nuclear. So one of the ideas was you actually put the, the nuclear launch codes in a capsule and you surgically inserted it inside a person who was a volunteer and was close personally to the president so that they would literally have to kill the individual with their hands would have to kill one individual in order to get the codes to, to get the idea across. It, it was trying to get the idea across of like, if you can't take the life of this one individual, uh-huh. you should not be allowed to take the lives of sure. how many billions of people. That sounds like a sci-fi premise. It's a 100% real uh, thing that was proposed and then never went anywhere. But um, I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, I, I actually think like morally makes a lot of sense. So in the most holy place, is the, the Ark of the Covenant, which uh-huh. is like, you know, you've seen Raiders, you kind of get the idea. Yep. Um, there are some things about the Ark of the Covenant. Nobody, except for the high priest, I Correct. believe, can Correct. touch it. Okay. And I believe, and Alan, do you, uh, we're, you know what? We're going to talk about the Ark of the Covenant next week, right? Yeah. Okay. So then never mind. Great. I'm not going to tell you what's in it. There's okay. stuff in it. Um, so to recap, we have, we have a movie theater tent wall, mm-hmm. and then we have a uh, barbecue pit. Yep. Yep. And a hand washing station. Yep. Correct. And then we have a badger tent. Yes. With a table of bread. Yep. And a candlestick. Uh huh. And an incense. And an incense burner. Yep. And then we have a tent within a tent within a tent wall. Uh huh. And that has the ark. Yes. Yes. And it's all just a bunch of like linen and badgers. And somewhere there's a very guilty goat. Correct. And there's a guilty goat <laughs> out in the desert. Around. Uh, and I should have said like one of the things when you go into the holy place, you could theoretically the or not theoretically, but mythologically the presence of the Lord would be incredibly red as bright. And so that was, so even the priests were still uncomfortable when mm-hmm. they were in the holy place because like the, God's glory would like, you know, goodness would be kind of shining through this veil. And that was the only thing protecting them. So basically that thin veil was enough to like turn down sunglasses. Yeah. It was sunglasses <laughs> to be able to withstand or like the solar shades to watch an eclipse. Exactly. But like, and so that when the high priest went in there, he was taking the full brunt of, I see. of God. Really just wanted to eat some showbread. Right. Mm. It's very, it, the thing that we're, is always weird to me about this entire thing is like somehow an all powerful God 
can't figure out how to turn down his godliness enough that yeah, humans just, just can, like, you know, like, right. Or maybe just like dictate a law of the universe that when he interacts with any one of the, his creations that he doesn't kill them. Yeah, that's true because <laughs> this version of God is like killed on sight, but unless you're Moses and he comes to you in a bush and demands some foreskins. Right. That's true. That's true. Although Moses also saw all of God sort of. Yeah. That, that one time. But didn't die. He wasn't uh, a, like, and he wasn't clean. Like there's like all these in God's back. Probably. Like, that's the thing is like, we make up all of these things like these, incons these inconsistencies are like, it's like you are in the presence of God. You will die period. Except for this part, except for this person, except for this person, except for this person. Mm -hmm. It's like, but everybody else, you've got to be perfectly, completely clean. And if you're not perfectly clean, you will die just in the presence of God. Yeah. It just doesn't. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm trying to bring logic to a religion fight, but still mm -hmm. it's. I just think it's interesting that the whole, like one of the big tenets of, I mean, it's like the first couple of the Ten Commandments are anti-idol mm -hmm. and they're basically creating like these idol stand-ins. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. There's like the pillar is the presence of God. The ark is the presence of God. It's, I'm sure they're just trying to appease people, like give them something to. Well, yeah, it's, it's an idol, but there's also like God's kind of hovering around it. Right. It's not, it. it's not the object. It's yeah. the, it's the aura around yeah, it. Yeah. 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 It's like when they have crosses at Christian churches and like people turn towards the cross to pray. I'm like, I mean, That's I will say great when we built, when I was a kid, my, our, our church built a brand new church and there was a insanely long argument about whether or not there was going to be a cross either on the steeple or in like in any way because, hmm. because of the idol conversations, like we wow. don't do idols. Oh. I wonder if my grandpa was part of that. Cause my grandpa built that church. Right. Weird tie in. My grandpa built Adam's church. I think we talked about that. Not my church, but you know, the church Adam went to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more my church, I guess. My grandpa built it. I mean, if you're doing that, we paid for his services. <laughs> <Hmm>. <laughs> so it's my church again. He probably volunteered. Oh. Oh, really? <laughs> well, he was a retired pastor. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Doesn't None of this matters. No. Um, that's the tabernacle. I mean, this whole podcast doesn't matter. <laughs> we're, we're, we're splitting goat hairs at this this point. It's true. Also, like, are the, are are badgers a desert creature this is i was gonna say are ba there are there badger are badgers they just, in are these Israel? like honey, i guess you see honey badgers like i I, oh. I have some problems with in general sourcing and carrying all of this stuff everywhere yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean be, i know it's a lot of people but man i'm guessing just, that the sourcing is one of those things where like that's 100 something that came in way later like it was initially just a like whatever sticks and fabric yeah, they found and sure. then like as the legend grew and actually we were talking about this how we were like you know you were talking about like god was applying more and more uh rules mm -hmm. like he did it in such a way that and systematically in a way that the jewish culture at that point then it became a self-perpetuating time thing that by the time they got to the jesus's time period they had created this insane system of rules yeah that was untenable and so i would completely imagine that that same logic basically they would introduce a new item and then this just became canon and they yeah. projected back and so like there may not have been like all of these stipulations like it originally was just they they built out of acacia because acacia was the wood that they had well not yeah because but, but also like what happened is you know the the god gave them the ten commandments and one of those was you rest on the sabbath right and then people were like yeah but like i like to bake bread so is that restful or can i not cook food uh -huh. well, i mean 
No, you, know? you can't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But right. like it was all, it was people asking questions. They just had to make more and more and more and more and more rules. And so aside from this tribe and this instance, is this supposed to be something that is then replicated elsewhere? The tabernacle? The tabernacle? No, no. Like, so, are you supposed to do this occasionally? So or? the tabernacle, oh, so, okay. it went through the desert. Yeah. And then it stopped at Shiloh. Okay. It was there for about 400-ish years. David moved it briefly to Gibeon. Right. Just briefly, because it was, um, as you'll, you'll find out why. Uh, and then David's son, Solomon, built a banging temple uh, <laughs> down in Jerusalem. Uh-huh. And it was moved there. Okay. Uh, until, like, Basically the, the Romans. Okay. Well, no, basically the, the, it was destroyed. It was the Romans. The Roman. That's like, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. That destroyed the temple. Of course. Um, and there's still the temple on the Mount in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which is, it's got significance from both like Muslim culture and well, and there's like Christian culture and Jewish culture. There's been these things that like for a while. But yeah. There's only one. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's my ignorance and my lack of study, but like at some point in Jewish religious tradition they abandon the sacrifice at least the literal sacrificial practice because like like i'm i don't believe and maybe maybe that's the thing (laughs) maybe like at synagogues around the u.s people are like like slitting the throats i feel like i feel like there would be um like peter would be pretty pissed yeah yeah. if they were just like you know slaughtering sheep left and right yeah so somewhere at some point this became a metaphorical practice Mm -hmm. and no longer a literal practice and i don't know where in history that happened um but like, which I'll, is a shame because those are probably a lot of the same folks that are against cloning. And if they did their oh, own fuck. cloning, they could, you know, just like, here just we go. We got co- Dolly again this perfect. week. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, we just, we find the perfect sheep. <laughs> yep. And, and just replicate it. So there's a couple of things and I don't think we're, I don't want to, I, I just want to gloss over them because they'll, they, they play heavy. Well, I want to answer next question oh, a sorry. little bit first. So yes, there's only one tabernacle. Yeah. Sort of. But like synagogues still are often built with the the Torah in a specific spot. That's like, yeah. it's like a reference to the most holy places. Sure. And then like even Catholic churches have, you know, the hand, like the holy yeah. water and then, you know, like an altar up front incense. and there's incense. Yeah. So like there are vestiges of it. Yeah. There, but also like references like incense is also just common in religious practices across the board, like yeah. regardless of, yes. um, and gold and gold and, and altars and like all of these things are just, you know, religious paraphernalia that exist. I, I read another interesting thing that, which this doesn't make any sense, but do you know how a lot of like, uh, churches in the sixties and seventies are like those giant a frames? Yeah. Some people say that's a tent reference, <laughs> No, which I think is a stretch. They are cool looking. They are. <laughs> yeah. They're my favorite. So, uh, additionally to kind of answer your question as well, um, the death of Jesus for Christendom also ends the entire. So the, essentially the, the entire practice of the tabernacle was to be a forgiveness of sins uh-huh. um, and to uh, the way that you commune with God. Those two things theoretically happened with the death of Jesus, which we'll cover more presumably whenever we cover um, the crucifixion. There's a couple of like specific, I was going to say historical, but like <laughs> apocryphal semi semi relit or semi historical events. Sure. Like I don't like there's things that are like purported to have happened that Christians like hang so a lot of meaning uh-huh. on. Yeah. I don't like anyway, uh, that are related specifically to the tabernacle. Got it. That happened that basically the way the Christians interpret it is that uh that symbolizes the end of the tabernacle system. A, we don't need to sacrifice because Jesus did the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. B, 
Um, we also can directly commune with God through uh-huh. prayer. Any, we, we no longer have to go through the, the priest. Yeah. Uh, we can basically talk directly to Jesus who is God. Right. Yeah. That's the, so those are the kind of things I that, see. um, that's what dismantled. I just wondered, cause you had, you had mentioned that, uh, people like built, you know, like some churches build them more like scale models or whatever. Oh, right. It's more like it's okay. So yes, we did mention that on the top. It's religious cosplay. Sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Adam, have you built a tabernacle? <laughs> I'm sure I did like out of popsicle sticks at some point. Absolutely. I think I would use two Rather picks. than like yeah. gingerbread house. Uh, it would have been like a Sabbath afternoon activity. Not like it wouldn't have been no, something my parents would have put school. us through. Yeah. It might have been for, for school me, yeah. or like, or VBS might have been for a, v- a vacation but like Bible to school. learn. And then they would be like on display. Like everyone's little tabernacle would be on display mm-hmm. for a couple months until they got all dusty and someone threw them away. But, uh, yeah, no, I've definitely built, you know, little tiny models with like tiny little fake bread and tiny little candlesticks. <laughs> I highly recommend there are pl- tons of YouTube channels where very zealous people with a lot of land will build like one to one models yeah. of the. Of well, and you could because the Bible is so specific. Sure. Yeah. And but like I watched one today just kind of in, to, as a refresher and it <laughs> was stellar. You like, know, that, you know, they're using like pine and gold spray paint. Oh, oh, for sure. But oh, no. So here, get this. So like it starts first off, it's like this, you know, drone footage of like slowly flying over this, you know, and the, like the wind is blowing and it's, it looks like it's probably somewhere in California just because there's like palm trees and stuff around and it's definitely not the Holy Land. Um, and there's like, you know, a, a track house building <laughs> like uh, development in the distance. Um, but like There's neighbors going, what the fuck is that guy's doing? That's so weird. Uh, but then <laughs> it's like, they're more pissed that he's flying a drone. Yeah. Right. Than that he built a scale tabernacle. But then they're, they're doing like, it's really well shot in the sense that like, it's all steady cam footage or like uh, uh slider footage. Yeah. But like they, so they have, I, and my favorite illusion was they had the, the altar there made out of what looked like plastic. Um, and there was a pile of hay and two sheep there, like just eating the hay as I the slider. And then they cut to a guy putting blood on the, the oh, like, wow. with, with his fingers, just like wiping it. But like, they never showed the sheep again. Right. And I just like, like you just insinuated you just slaughtered those sheep, but you also didn't well, want to like show dead sheep. And like, I don't, I was like, how far did you take this? Right. Uh, and then, uh, and I was telling, you Nick, know, they do it all the way at least once. I know. Right. See, this is the thing they went <laughs> inside, weird. by the way, the bread that they had nowhere near that pig. Like I'm just saying big bread. So they go inside, they had a, uh, what looked like a plastic menorah. Everything looked like plastic. And then they, they actually went into the holy place, which I was kind of like a lot of this stuff. I was like, when they do these models, like it feels like we're breaking some rule. Anyway, if you're religious enough to make this model, right? Like you should feel weird about entering the Holy of Holies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he, they go in there and my, like the, like chef's kiss of this entire video was that it was totally a, uh, prop ripoff of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure. Like not a, it wasn't a <laughs> biblical referenced one. It was literally just the, like somebody had followed, yeah. you know, the RFP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. RFP did the move, did the like video like white out because it was like, whoosh, no, through. see that would have been great. That's yes. only when you open it. Uh, did they open it? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I closed the window at that point. <laughs> ah. I got to, I laughed and I yelled to my wife. And I said, this was the funniest thing I've seen in a while. I just and like the idea of, watch it. I just like the idea of like a, a MTV crib style, like <laughs> tabernacle. <laughs> this is my arc. Right. Yeah, now, yeah. Get it, now get out of here. I got to open an arc. <laughs> yeah. In, inner, inner sanctum. And this is where all the magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is my guest, my, my guest tabernacle. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Jason Schwartzman is just in the background for some reason. 
Yes. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJVPod on both Twitter and Instagram to keep up with what we're doing. Um, you probably noticed a couple of weeks ago we swapped out our, our blacked out artwork for the original artwork. Um, obviously, that doesn't mean that uh, racism has been fixed at all. <laughs> Let me check real quick. Uh, no, no, no it turns it out, not. turns out, uh, a very little has like f- uh, pragmatically changed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we obviously very much still care. Yeah, totally. Uh, we switched the, uh, the album art back and put our normal, uh, link for the podcast so that you can find, uh, episodes, right. Two things. Uh, but we still very much, uh, this week would, uh, ask that, uh, you make an effort to, uh, Continue on educating yourself, uh, donate if you can, uh, organize locally if you can. Um, I know Adam has a link. I'm going to throw one at you for the uh, Community Justice Exchange. It's just communityjusticeexchange.org. Um, there's a link right at the top right corner for the National Bail Fund Network. Oh, nice. um, and that gives you a whole direct- directory of community bail funds. So, you know, you can get as hyper local focused as, as you can using that link. That's awesome. I mean, uh, I was just... Um the couple that I have, there's obviously blacklivesmatter.com uh, is, is a good, but it, it tends to be a little more uh, kind of broad. Uh, and then the one that we've been kind of pushing is uh, blacklivesmatter.carrd.com. And it has a bunch of resources, a um, bunch of information about protesting as well. Not yeah. just, it's also, you know, like donation to different bail funds, donation to uh, different uh, funds and memorial funds, et cetera. But um, also kind of protesting information if you are, of that persuasion. Yeah. As with much else, this thing ain't over. No, no. And, uh, I mean, Alan was mentioning like, there's some good things that are, are beginning to, it seems like there are some, some things that are beginning to change. Uh, but let's keep that ball rolling. So yeah, if you can donate, if you have time and can help in other ways, please do. Totally. That's our ask. Yeah. Um, thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixadi, off the album El Moran. And this week's Siege Records artist, it's we're having a guest one, is uh, Memifer, off their album, The Brilliant Tabernacle. Uh, we got permission to use uh, a really awesome track off that, so stay tuned for that. You can find links to these songs, stickers. Uh, we've got for sale a reminder, uh, there are uh, Jesus Spitting Lizards stickers for Buck plus shipping. Or no, no, inclusive of shipping. Inclusive of shipping, not of tax. Correct. That was the other thing we did. Like, so... <laughs> you know, a buck plus tax, whichever that will be in your area. Uh, there's something else on our website. Um, there's an Easter egg on there where you'll find some nudes. Oh, totally. Bunch of nudes. And uh, if you look for like, uh, you'll also find like secret links to the back end of the CIA, like on the, on the movie, (laughs) the net, uh, just look for the, like the, the weird, you know, pound symbol icon. Yeah, totally. (laughs) You remember, uh, did you, uh, I used to look up, um, Easter eggs on like the DVDs that I bought. Yeah. Do you remember doing that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's one of my all time. Like I still think about it frequently when I buy physical media, like what if there's anything hidden on here? Yeah. No, it's, (laughs) it's a weird thing that like there was a a blip of history or like of movie history where like DVD extras were just a, a thing. And Mm -hmm. then then like an extension of that were like these weird bloopers or not bloopers, but like uh, uh, Easter eggs. Yeah. It is a thing on the menu. If you scroll over into Jim Carrey's eye, right. You'll get there's a weird uh, uh, deleted scene from Bruce almighty. And it's also like, sometimes it would be stuff that was like, you, there was no way that this would ever be shared anyway. Yeah. I just, that's the thing that no one will ever experience. Nope. And, and I miss that. Uh, oh, think- you can find these stuff at kingjamesvirgin.com. <laughs> I don't think I actually said the web, uh, website. Kingjamesvirgin.com. That'll do it for us this week. Until next week, go eat your heavy bread in the shame hole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
bizarre.